Welcome to Chapter 3. In this chapter, Lloyd discusses the things which helped him get better. So just to connect the dots to where we're sitting now, you're currently the owner and editor of the, I'll get you to say the name of the paper. Yeah, the, the Kundruk and Barron Bridge newspaper. So when I sold the farm and moved into town, and I was feeling a bit lost because um, I'd had, you know, super involved in industry groups and um, community groups and all these sorts of things. And there, <laughs> And that was all tied to your sort of profile as a farmer. Yeah, yep. And yeah, who, who you see yourself as. Yeah. And when you'd sold the farm, did that, did that sort of cease that part of your life at that time or were you still involved through your father and through your family? Yeah, it had ceased my involvement in it. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of hang-ups and tie-ups, um, yeah, with getting, getting rid of that and moving on. Um, but then, yeah, we ended up in town and I was sort of still looking for an outlet um, and the local paper came up for sale. Um, so the bridge was started in 1909. Um, so it's, you know, been going for a long time. And, and in in recent years, uh, like the last 15 years, our communities have been having these huge upheavals, predominantly water, water policy changes, as well as the other things that go with rural Australia, like depopulation and, yep. and you know, just the, the changes of time. Um, so, yeah, the paper came up for sale and I was like, oh, well, that's that's a good fit. And I wasn't well enough at the time to actually work in the paper. Yeah. But we just decided that we'd buy it. Um, and, yeah, so I had a, an editor in the role uh, who I actually went to school with and then she decided she wanted to go and have kids. So she moved on uh, to maternity leave and then I, I managed to get my sister to come down from Sydney um, yeah, to run the paper. She was off, yeah, grew up on the farm as well, so good community-minded and yeah. and yeah, has super good skills. And then yeah, eventually I got well enough. Um, Julia wanted to go back and, and sort of carry on with her life and, yeah. and yeah, I decided I'd, I'd take on the role and I don't have um, a journalism background. I wasn't even a big reader of newspapers, to be honest. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm happy to call a spade a spade. Right. Well, looking back now, like, I mean, it's been a eight year, you know, about eight years at this point. Yep. Obviously full of trials and tribulations along the way and, you know, yep. little learnings and plateaus and bigger learnings and plateaus and different challenges. What would you say, and cognizant of the fact that you said before, you know, everyone's different. Yep. Like, and this certainly isn't about saying to people, you should do X, Y, Z, because I know that doesn't work. Yeah. I guess what it is about is sharing what's been beneficial or most beneficial and valuable to you yep. in your journey and, and allowing people to hear that yep. and hear your story. Yep. And if something does resonate with them, yep. you know, they can yep. they can grab it and run with it and try it. Or if it doesn't, they can, you know, leave it. Yep. So with that in mind, what would you say? were the most crucial and beneficial sort of elements of your recovery? Yeah, so I think goals is a is an important one for me. Um, 
and they've got to be realistic goals. Mm-hmm. So when you're bedridden or whatever and you're trying to, you know, there's – I recently did a 300K walk and, and you know, when the, t- when the going gets tough, you know, when it's really bad, you just look from one fle- reflector to the next. Yeah. Like, you know, you bring in – Bring in the goals. Yeah, that's right. And, it, and it's really just about – bite-sized pieces, you know, there's that saying, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. Like you really just got to break it down because if you're trying to say, oh, I want to get back to how I was before or whatever, for me that is just super daunting and and you're just like, well, the differences are so great and so it sort of, uh, it always beats you around the head. You're like, oh, you're not there yet, you're not there yet. But when you, yeah, for me, if you can actually go, well, what's the next little thing I want to achieve or what's the next part? You know, for me it's a journey. Like I, I won't say, I probably won't ever say now that I'm fixed because who yeah. I am now is totally different. different. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And my values have totally changed. But for me, it, you know, if I was bedridden, well, the next goal would be, you know, how do I get out of bed? Or Can you share a couple of goals that you can remember that were really clear for you? Yeah, yep. Um for me, my kids were, were like a, a key part of it. So um, there were times where it was super dark and uh, I didn't want to be here. But for me, my goal was that um, how do I um, instill in them, you know, the courage and the power to continue on if I'm checking out yeah. of something that's challenging and also – you know, they they for me were a super important goal because I wanted to be there for them and I, you know, I value my role as, as a teacher and I suppose as a protector of them. So for me that was a super clear and important one. And, and so what, what was that goal then? Uh, it was to be for there for them yeah. and, and to show them that, you know, anything was possible and that they could, um, you know, despite the challenges, rise above whatever they're going through. That's one hell of a motivator. yeah. It is. You sort of you find the things that that matter to you. It's it's a bit like self interest. Like you you find the things that resonate with you. They're the bits that give you the spark, and they're the bits, you know, whether it be you want a new car or whatever. When people find their self interest, they'll bloody do anything to sort of get to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So so for me, it was about being there for the kids and and being a role model for them. Yeah. And then it got to a stage well. You know, I had other simple ones like I want to get back to a more healthy weight. So I'd put on 50 kilos. And, yeah. and so I could have went, oh, I want to get back to, you know, 84 kilos. And that would have been impossible. That would have been. And I was just like, right, in 12 months, I want to have lost some weight. Yeah. And so for me, that was just a simple bit. I wasn't going to go and do anything stupid. I still had severe physical limitations. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just take a long-term view of it because it's taken me a long time to get as crook as I am. It's going to take time to get. And, yeah, so for me it was, right, I'm going to lose some weight in the next 12 months and yeah. we'll just chip away at it. Yeah, so it was, for me, goal setting was uh, was super important and they have to also be, you know, they really do have to be manageable and they have to be achievable yeah. and that will vary depending on, on where you are and what you're going through. Uh, but, yeah, family for me played a big role and also, um, you know, who I am and, and where I fit into the community. Like what can I add to the world is also another one. Um, 
as in that's a question you would sort of ask yourself. Yeah, yep, because... Was that, was that challenging though, I guess, when, particularly when you're really limited, your capacity to have an impact on the community would have been really yeah. limited as well? Like how did you yeah, deal with so, that in your in your mind, given you were clearly so community-minded? Yep. No, and there was stages where that wasn't even a factor. Like I was, it was just about survival yep. and that's where it went to the core ones of like my kids or whatever. But then as I started to get a little glimmer of hope, it was like, well, you know, I've seen some pretty shit things and like I think people are icebergs, you know, 90% below the water, 10% above. So what you see and what people project is only just a little snippet and people get so wound up with, you know, I don't like that person because they did this. And I go, well, what's the backstory? What's all the crap they're going through? Because people would see me as obese and, you know, unable to talk to them and just, you know, and they'd totally write me off. Yeah. Like they wouldn't know the first thing about me or what I'd been through and it was just like, hmm. And that is, you know, that's something you either learn from or you become really bitter about. And, and for me, it was just going, oh, well, they don't understand. And that's, you know, it's not that they're a bad person. It's just they have different values and, and everyone's so busy and wrapped up in their own. Um, you never know what uh, someone's going through until normally after. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you feel like a dick because you're like, <laughs> I actually judge them on, on stuff that I know nothing about. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I think... For me, it's 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 baby steps, and then like the hormone stuff. That sounds like it was really significant. Yeah, yep. The hormone stuff was significant. Um, yeah, without those fundamentals of of what drives your body and what, uh, yeah, <laughs> they are one thing you can't do anything without. Like as much as I really wanted to or whatever, until until I had those restored. Uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna get any better. And then you talked about, I guess, trusting your own instinct on. Yeah, so trusting your own instinct is uh, super important. Um, but that also, you know, you have to get to a point within yourself, I suppose, that you believe yourself and you've quietened your mind down enough because, you know, there's two aspects of us, which is, you know, our monkey mind or however you want to term it is all your thoughts and doubts that run around and try to fuel you. You don't want to listen to that aspect of it, but but it's your heart, you know. It's the yeah. things that you fundamentally feel and you just go, you know, it's like when you meet someone and you have that instinctive feeling that they're a good person or a bad That doesn't come from your mind. That that comes from just something fundamental that we feel and we know, a bit like intuition. What is the best or most worthwhile investments you've made during your recovery, so that could be an investment of time, energy, effort, money, etc. Yep. Um, so a lot of time for me on on self development. Yep. So you know that is time alone, reflecting on what matters to me, and also investing the time in to to quieten my mind down, to actually slow things down. Because with my injury, like I, the sympathetic nervous system was running flat out. And everything was just in overdrive and, and that just stimulates your brain even more and you just get into this, you know, you worry about things. and Yeah. Was that through yoga, through meditation? Like what was the mechanism for yeah, doing Yeah, so it was a combination of things. It was, um, you know, people think meditating is just sitting around 
quietly with your eyes closed in, in a certain position, but it can also be walking in the bush. Like, yeah. you know, it can, it's just got to be quiet, reflective. There's a range of different things where you'll get to a similar state. There's a meditative state. And so you've got to take a broad scope of, of what that looks like to you and where it fits in. And, and yeah, but I think there is something really fundamentally important in quietening our mind. Because society, we just keep getting pushed and stimulated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the way news is projected to us and all these sorts of things, it's this constant stimulation. And, and when you're trying to recover, you actually need time to recover. Yeah. You can't keep having all these yeah, influences. But as you're saying, you would have been having plenty of time to yourself in the first few months and that wouldn't have been doing any good. So what mm. was it that differentiated that from just being spending time yeah, so I guess worrying versus spending yeah. time in yeah, reflection and personal development. Yeah, I think it comes to mindset. So, like, yeah, the first part was why can't I be out there and sort of acknowledging all the things I was missing or all the things I was unable to do. And then, yeah, I had a, a mind shift, I suppose, over time that, you know, why am I here or what are the opportunities within the position I'm in? Yeah. You know, what can I do now that I couldn't have done previously? Or, yeah. you know, there's plenty of opportunities that I've found that wouldn't have been, you know, if I hadn't had my accident and I was still farming, well, yeah, that would have been a different road, but I wouldn't have grown at all as a person. Yes. Uh, because yeah, I just would have kept doing the things I was doing. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, it was a mindset thing. It was, you know, rather than a woe is me, well, what's the next step? And was there any, anything that was, I guess, helped you to take that step? Because if you're, it's a really hard yeah. transition from that. It is. It's super hard, and it, it, it evolved over yeah. time. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a definitive moment, a light bulb moment for me that I woke up and went, "Oh yeah, I no longer feel shit about <laughs> where I am. What's next?" <laughs> but yeah, I think it was a gradual thing. Like there was times. I started tried yoga early on in the piece, and I went, "This is Mate shit. Yeah. I don't like this. This is boring. Just, <laughs> you know what is this crap?" And then, yeah, I suppose I had to be ready at a certain level. Um, yeah, and yeah, but you got to keep asking questions. Yeah, like you know, we quite often we tell ourselves, you know, why we can't do something or what, but you actually got to stay curious, and you got to, and that is hard when you, you know when things are really hard. But, yeah, it's incremental steps. And I, my kids get home from school and you say, how was school? And the easiest thing is to point out the negatives. They'll give me five negatives about everything that went wrong. You go, righto, what's two positives? And they sit there and go, ah, you know, they can't do it because it is so easy to find the stuff that we don't like. And so, you know, you got to rephrase, rephrase the questions to yourself, I think, and yeah. you, and, you, and just trying to change that perspective of how you look at things, and yeah, and that's super complicated because our minds are all different, and yeah. So for me, it was you know what else is possible, you know what are the what are the opportunities here, what are the things we can find, because if you keep doing the same thing and you're not getting anywhere, well, you get the same result. What book, and it could be a movie or YouTube um, video or something else, would you give to someone who's recovering from a similar similar injury as yourself and why? 
I don't really know, to be honest, because yeah, I've had stuff that resonated with me and I've shared it with other people. And That's all right. I mean, I yeah. guess that, I was going to read the other way of phrasing that is what book or movie or video, et cetera, has greatly influenced your own recovery. And I mean, yeah, people, it doesn't yeah. mean yep. you have to go out, people have to go out and uh, watch it, but it's yeah. just something yep. that. Um, there's probably not, as I say, there's not one one that sort of speaks for me, but, you know, there's a range of different ones that I've read or I've got little bits out of. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's a book called Autobiography of a Yogi and that, you know, that looks at all manner of things. Like, you know, he grew up in India early on and just spoke about, you know, talks about how you treat people and, you know, there's all these different things. And so for me that, that added one bit into my development. From yeah, that. yeah, yep. Um, yeah, and there's been amazing, you know, videos and documentaries on you know, personal growth and empowerment of people. What and are any of those that you could? Enlightenment was one. Um, it's on YouTube. Anthony Chen, I think, is the director who did the video. That's the end of Chapter 3. In the final chapter, Lloyd talks about new beliefs and advice to others. <laughs>